In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. But we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world. We have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and digital transitions to leadership issues such as gender balance and generational management. Now, the, all these issues are very, very important, and they may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen. So please listen to us live at 3 p.m. Tuesdays, specific time, every week. And if you miss us, don't worry about it because we are on every major podcast platform. And if you want to connect to me, please connect to me, Kimberly Lewis, at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and tell me what you would like to hear on this show. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. And on to what we're going to talk about today. For the last two decades, there has been a shift in how we hire and retain employees. The shift primarily began with the entrance of the millennials into the workforce, and then it made another shift as Generation Z came into the workforce. Now, at the same time this was taking place, technology in the workplace has allowed us to organize and to reimagine the way we work and the way we manage. And one of the most impactful changes has been how technology allows companies to screen and hire employees no matter where they are in the world. Now, Technology is supporting this hiring process, it's supporting the engagement of teams, and it meets the expectations of the millennials and Gen X and Gen Z, okay? So with all this going on, we were making progress, and then all of a sudden the pandemic came, and everything went fast forward. Companies had to really rethink how they hire and retain employees in these difficult times. SMBs, small, medium businesses, had to figure out new business models and find new employees that could work with these new models. And today we're going to explore the best practices for hiring and retaining employees, not only in middle-sized companies, but also in SMBs. And we're going to talk with an expert 
who has been managing and doing this and helping companies for quite some time. Our guest today is Sandy Lohr, and she is the CEO of Matchcraft. And Matchcraft provides a best-in-class marketing platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns for their advertisers. Now, Sandy was awarded the 2020 Locology Excellent Category Builder Award, and she has extensive business experience and is passionate about helping local businesses succeed as she leads her talented team at Matchcraft. Now, under Sandy's leadership, Matchcraft has been recognized with numerous global industry awards, including Bing's Global Growth Partner Award. Now, Matchcraft has expanded its digital advertising solutions to include not only search, but social display and shopping capabilities. And it's delivering these campaigns in 44 countries and 22 languages. And with that, Sandy certainly has a lot of experience working with a lot of people from all over the world. So welcome to the show, Sandy. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Well, great. Great that you could find the time to be with us. So, Sandy, I mean, Matchcraft has um, employees all over the world, and you've been you've been managing them virtually, and you also have offices. So you've been doing that in person. But now, after the pandemic, we've gone completely to virtual workspaces. How has this changed the dynamics and and how you're managing it? Yeah. Yeah, it certainly meant a change for us. And we had been about 50% virtual with our employees in seven countries and lots of different time zones. So we were, we were already had plans in place for things we needed to do outside of having a physical workspace. But once the pandemic hit, there were things we had to do from communication and just culture to make sure that we could enhance what we already had going. And being 100% remote, Um, And a lot of change for us because, and I guess because we've been around for 20 years, we had realized, this goes back a couple years ago, that we had a lot of people that had institutional knowledge that uh, was kept with just a person. We didn't have a backup plan. We didn't have things documented. And so we put these continuity plans in place. And when the pandemic hit, because it really hit overnight when we were forced out of our offices and had to rely on uh, each other for what we'd done in the past. And so the continuity plans really went into action overnight where we had to go remote. And so that was really tough um, to be able to think that we had to use those. It was kind of a wake-up call. But thank goodness, we already had those in place. So we had gone through a testing period and could really look at those and, and work from those immediately. So that's that's one thing we had to do. And from a management standpoint, I'm, I'm aging myself here, but <laughs> you know I'm a boomer, Kimberly, and you know that I grew up in the era of Tom Peters, which was management by walking around. Mm-hmm. And when you're 100% remote, that meant a change in my leadership style too and learning new ways to stay connected and it's, it's been challenging, but also rewarding. And I, I take the opportunity to have meetings and touch base with employees as much as I can. But a couple times a year, I, I actually sit down with every employee and whether I'm shadowing what they're doing or asking their thoughts on the company and how we can improve, those things haven't changed just because we're remote and 
perhaps it's it's actually even made us more efficient because you, you save time. It seems like you're you're more concise and organized in a Zoom meeting than than we were in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have to prepare everything in front before, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, that you have these continuity plans in place. Um, so, what exactly does that mean? What What were they? Yeah. So we had because we're a small company, we had some positions where there's one person and they don't have a backup. And if that person were out sick for an extended period of time or whatever it was, it's things like, okay, passwords in a system, a a system that someone else would need to access or contacts at one of our banks or places where we have financial information or just anything like that. We, We didn't have some processes that were documented or they hadn't been updated And that if somebody were out sick for a long period of time or somebody left the company for whatever reason, how could we ensure that the information in that person's head was somehow translated to paper, that someone else could pick it up and be able to do that job? Mm -hmm. And so we we had gone through... A couple of years ago, as I was saying, that this process of having a continuity plan so that we weren't vulnerable based on any one position uh, having a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sound, that's a very, very smart move. So, I mean, even with this continuity plan, I mean, probably you've had some changes. And so how have you approached the recruiting in this virtual world? I mean, it, it's not, you, you, you're not able to really kind of meet these people in person. So what have you done as far as recruiting is concerned? Yeah. Well, that's, it's a good question. And you know me too, that I'm a people person. And so not being able to stare somebody in the eye and look at some of their nonverbal behavior, that's been uh, something that we've had to get over. So our recruiting process is still very hands-on in terms of the hiring manager and our people and culture getting involved and just going through the resume set and looking for qualifications first is, is one of those things. And I'll tell you that we recruit internationally. And so we also ask our employees for candidates and referrals, and that's been a lead source for us in, in addition to job boards. But also when we're recruiting internationally, having somebody that's a native language speaker from wherever that candidate is is being interviewed from has been very helpful. And even even though our natural course of business and how we conduct our meetings is in English, if it's not their first language, having someone in the interview process that can initially start out speaking Spanish or uh, and has been very helpful and it kind of sets the candidate at ease. And we get a better view of the candidate initially and they can relate to the fact that we are a global company. We do work in 22 different languages and being able to see that firsthand, it just helps strengthen the culture part of who we are as a company. So that's one thing that I think has been helpful. And I also think that, you know, we haven't had a lot of churn, I'll be honest, um, like most companies, especially during COVID. But we had our lowest churn ever in 2020. So typically when we're hiring now, it's not backfilling a position, but it's having a growth position. 
Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that if you're back, if you're doing a backfill position, man, there's work that has to be done, right? There was a workload yeah. that existed. But if it's a new growth position, it gives us time. And so I know, I know part of your research, and you and I have talked that people had to respond faster. There's, there's uh, a need to be able to, in the virtual word, world, have the interview process speed up. I can't say we've been that successful there. We still take our time and going through multi-steps and screening candidates. And we also feel like the more people they're exposed to from our company, the better of a fit, the better chance of a fit it will be. And that's we, we know that they're interviewing us as much as we're interviewing them. And so we do go through a multifaceted uh, phasing of getting to know the employee and having them get to know us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it is. It has research has showed that it has speeded up. But you're right. If you're if you're creating new positions, then you might want to take a little bit longer. But my question is, uh, um, you know, there's some studies out there that show that that about forty percent of the the workforce now is actually not hundred percent comfortable with remote working. So as we go forward. Um, how are you balancing that, okay? Um, you know, you're trying to find somebody who might be comfortable remote but may also be comfortable in person. Yeah. Well, one of the things we try and do is talk to them about their experience in virtual working at every stage. So whether it's the hiring manager or people and culture or ultimately every single person we hire, I sign off on. So I actually have an interview with every person before we hire them. And so we asked them things about working from home and how they handled it and the pros and cons from their perspective. And that gives us an indication as to who is likely to be able to work from home. And if they're, if they get, uh, if they are motivated by all in-person meetings and having somebody to collaborate with 24 seven, it's probably not going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, and once you find that out, okay, um, how do you onboard them? Okay. How do you do a virtual onboarding? Yeah. Well, we spend, um, we this is an area that we really took a lot of time in making sure that we got right. And so we have, um, we have a process and it includes, um, lots of different aspects of making sure that we stay in touch with them and we don't have like a training document that's virtual. So this is interesting, Sandy, and I want to come back to this. We're going to, we're going to take a short break now. And then when I, I want to, you know, finish this thought and I want to start to talk about, um, you know, the hiring, what small businesses are doing, because we're kind of talking about bigger businesses now and how this whole virtual world is affecting them. And for our listeners, we are talking to Sandy Lohr, and Sandy is the CEO at Matchcraft. And Sandy has extensive business experience and is passionate about leading her talented team at Matchcraft. And if you'd like to reach out to Sandy, you can reach out to Sandy on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Matchcraft, Matchcraft provides a best-in-class marketing platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search display and social campaigns for their advertisers. And you can reach out to Matchcraft on Twitter under Matchcraft. 
and on Instagram under Matchcraft, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. So if you'd like to learn more about Matchcraft Solutions, please reach out via their website, www.matchcraft.com. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Partner Up with Amy Carroll focuses on getting more of what you want and need more easily with less difficulty. While this applies to business, it can be used for just about everything, from relationships to leadership. You'll hear stories and tips to uplevel your communication and mindset, to gain confidence and inspire action by making your partner look good, conflicts dissolve, and results improve. Partner Up with Amy Carroll is heard every Friday at 7 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Central European Time on Voice America Business. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we are talking to Sandy Lore, and she is the CEO at Matchcraft. And Sandy has extensive business experience, and she's passionate about leading the talented team at Matchcraft. And Sandy was recognized as Bing's, um, Matchcraft was recognized as Bing's Growth Partner uh, Award in 2017 and 2018. And uh, Sandy has a great team that she leads um, all across the world. So, Sandy, we're talking about how you do it because we're talking about recruiting and retention and hiring today in this new new world we have. So you're talking about onboarding. Okay? Um, you have a very specific business model and you deal with a lot of, you know, partners um, who deal with SMBs. So when you're onboarding, how do you? prepare them in the virtual world for this? Yeah. Well, one of the things we try and do is just make sure they feel welcome 
And so since we're all virtual, what we've tried to do is we've, we've done a buddy system. So every new hire is assigned a person that's their buddy that they're going to work with for their first year. And it's somebody that's outside of their department. And typically it's somebody outside of their region. And it gives them a, a sense of connection from somebody that has a different job completely and from a different region. And it's kind of their safe home. So they meet on a regular basis and it's safe ground for the new employee to ask anything. It's they It remains confidential and the buddy can either advise them, direct them, or find out the information for them without anyone knowing. And they strike a bond. It helps them break down some of the department barriers. And they we find that they really stay in touch. So that's one thing we do. And the other thing is just making sure that our corporate vision and mission is something that they know about and that they understand their part in it, that every single job that we have relates to our corporate vision and our mission. And so it's reinforced to employees all the time. And that that helps them with the onboarding process. So both of those are more cultural things. But mm-hmm. every month in our all-hands meeting, we have two employees share directly how they contributed to our mission. And it just allows new employees to be able to listen and hear so that they're valued, that they are part of us doing our corporate job. And so those are little things that anybody can do and they also help with a new employee feel that sense of connection even though they're remote and sitting in their own um, office space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 sounds like a really cool idea. To be honest with you, having that buddy system, and um, you know, back to 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 Matchcraft and these and your employees, and as you said, you're dealing with partners from all over the world, and we're dealing with SMBs. What kind of feedback are you getting um, about the SMB world right now? I mean, if you know, you're kind of a middle-sized company. And SMBs, if they have small, small companies, um, it must be really hard for them to be hiring uh, at this point in this pandemic. Because, I mean, a lot of times they'd hire someone's daughter or they are, you know, somebody worked there on school break. And, and now they have to find new people. What, do you, what could you advise for SMBs during this period? Yeah, well, you're... You're right that SMBs have, a lot of them have downsized with the slowdown of the economy, and we saw that globally. And so I think the first thing that they're doing is trying to rehire the people that had experience. And beyond that, uh, they're, and if that's not the case, or in some cases, they need to find new talent now because they're Mm -hmm their world has changed, right? I mean, they they no longer yeah. had, if the retail and had doors open, so much has changed. And so there's the how to hire people, which they certainly need to use the digital world to do that. And there's different job boards if they don't want to hire professional help to, to help them in that process. There's different job boards they can use. There's, there's many that are free, like a Craigslist, Um, And then there's others that you can have various aspects of it, if it's LinkedIn or other job boards. And my advice is just keep it simple. And if if you're used to talking to your family on FaceTime or WhatsApp video, that's how they should interview. And Mm -hmm. if they prefer that it's email communication instead of text messaging, 
messaging, that should be in their posting. And whatever the decision maker at the small business or the local business is most comfortable with, they need to work with that. Because if they're trying to learn Zoom or Teams in the process of finding the right candidate, first off, it's going to be frustrating. It could actually turn off the candidate. The candidate could be saying thing. you know, I mean, a millennial today with somebody that can't do a Zoom call could just be turned off and say, forget it, I'm not going there for too old school. And I, I mean, you and I laugh about it, but yeah. I think about my young adult children and when COVID first hit, they, they joked about who had to take one for the team. Is We set up family Zoom calls and they had to help getting their grandparents on board. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you, even my husband struggles with it and I couldn't teach him because I had to preserve our marriage. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> So anyway, you get the drift. But my my point is, stay with what you know. Don't try and stress yourself out when you're trying to hire. And that's the important decision is hiring. So why be worried about trying to learn new technology as part of that process? Yeah. And, and, and by the SMEs, and I, you know, just first a comment to the new technology. You know, there's so many platforms out there. I mean, a lot of people, most of them use Zoom, but I had WebEx the other day. I had no idea how to use that one. Okay, you know, and a few others. You know, so it's like, but uh, no, but I mean, it is this technology. And that brings me to the point that that jobs have changed, okay? Um, you know, they've changed in, in, in larger companies and brands, and they've changed with SMBs, okay? Um you know, many SMB sectors roles have disappeared, and new roles have been found. What What are some of the new roles that you're seeing um, first in the SMB sector? Yeah, well, I think certainly anything that has to do with e-commerce and um, and from a marketing standpoint, anything digital marketing. I think those are new roles that SMBs have to have that expertise on their staff. And even if they have products and services that are not enabled completely through e-commerce, the ability to get all the information online, to click and call, to have a chat a chat service set up on their website, all of those things are really important. And I kind of think of those areas, first off, they're great career paths for anybody looking to <laughs> what to do and what's going to be around. Those are certainly areas to, to consider for going into. Um, you can advise your nieces and <laughs> what to do. But I think that uh, when you have that expertise to help consumers and understand the shift consumers have made, uh, those are important to, to have that expertise. And it, it's kind of like 20 years ago when you had to have a website and everybody, you know, I've got a guy and it was cousin Amy or cousin <laughs> Louie in, in the basement and they put together this website. But today that website doesn't have a shopping cart. It doesn't have the ability to work well on mobile. And so, you know, if you aren't even looking at those things as a small business, you've got to make sure those things are there. And there are so many um, people that you could point them to or I could point them to. And that's that's not my business. But, it, yeah, man, it's there's no excuse for not having that piece done. And, and so that's the same thing with e-commerce today. you got to be able to have consumers go to your website and make appointments if you're a service and also recognize that you know consumers really want to use local businesses the the whole shop local movement has been an outcome of covid that has been so positive because 
consumers realize, especially during a shutdown, they they see the struggle with businesses having to be forced closed, and they want them to survive. Mm-hmm. And so those you know local businesses need to promote. It's it's a great opportunity for them, and being able to. Um, be e-commerce enabled and use digital marketing so that they're all over social and getting reviews and doing all of those things and they can be seen where consumers are. That's, that's vital. Mm-hmm. And, and as you said, that's important. So let me kind of flip this for a minute um, for people who are maybe looking for jobs. Okay. Um, and, and you as a CEO who might be hiring, um, would you say that you know being kind of technically savvy or at least knowledgeable about you know digital marketing and and e-commerce is kind of an essential today in regardless of what position that you're you're in or regardless of who you're hiring? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it it's it is essential because that is consumers already made that and that point. They they drove us there. So you can't sit back. You're, you're going to sit back and watch your market share diminish and your world go by if you aren't a, a digital expert there. But it's hard. I mean, that that's hard. And so I'm certainly a proponent to say, as a small business, recognize your strengths. If you're a millennial-owned small business, that comes second nature to you. Mm-hmm. If you're a boomer decision maker, um, you your expertise is in your products and services, and you want to focus there. And hire an agency or a channel provider to help you with those other things. Um, hire that expertise. Don't be that person because you're going to either screw that up or screw up your business or screw up both. If, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you if you try and uh, try and evolve to that expertise right now. I mean, you can be learning from whoever you do hire, and whether it's a third party and you do it part time, or whether you bring somebody in. Uh, either way, learn from them as you're going because it's going to make you smarter. And to your point, it's it's essential for businesses to get that help and, and to understand that for sure. Mm-hmm. And that could be a solution for them because, you know, we're talking about hiring and, and in this virtual world and job positions in this virtual world, but you can outsource a lot, right? I mean, you could find also an agency, a small business can find an agency who has that talent and does it for them. Yeah. For sure. And there's a lot of them. Um, again, everybody will have your contact info, my contact info. There's a lot of companies that exist to, to help with that in a very economical way that they can help with all of those digital aspects for that person, for that business. And the other thing that's happening, and many many of our younger generations are very tech savvy. And so there's a lot of self-service platforms, digital marketing platforms, and those will be the way of the future for sure. And so they can also help a business. And so if you are tech savvy, those those platforms are readily available. And I know there's been a lot of studies done on how the shift in the generations is making that more proficient. And so in 2021, yeah, not only is e-commerce essential, but anything you can do to help with technology to run your business is going to make you more competitive. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. And Sandy, we're gonna we're gonna take a short break, and um, when we come back, I want to talk to you about 
post-COVID, okay? I think you said you said earlier, and we've seen the stats, that there's not a lot of turnover going on, of course, during the pandemic. Um, but once we get through this, I wonder what's going to happen. I want to hear some of your opinions on how CEOs and companies can you know, prepare themselves for post-COVID. And for our listeners, we are talking to Sandy Lohr, and Sandy Lohr is the CEO of Matchcraft, and Matchcraft provides a best-in-class marketing platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns for their advertisers. And Sandy uh, was awarded the 2020 Locology Excellence Category Builder Award, and she has extensive business experience and is passionate about helping local businesses succeed as she leads her team at Matchcraft. And we're talking to Sandy today about leading teams, hiring teams, and managing things during this pandemic. And if you'd like to reach out to Sandy, you can reach out to Sandy on LinkedIn. That's under Sandy Lore, L-O-H-R. And if you'd like to learn more about Matchcraft, please go to their website, www.matchcraft.com. And then Matchcraft, of course, is also on all social media channels under Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn under Matchcraft. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. So if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. And Cinda also has webinars every Thursday. And if you listen to those webinars, you can listen to leaders from all over the world. And on the third on the third 30th of March, you can also hear the webinar from Matchcraft with Jeff Chu from Matchcraft. And that is available on the Cinda website and it's on demand. So with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. It is possible to have the career you want. Those who know how to manage their careers advance more quickly and have more opportunities. Listen for Career Central with host Lorraine Beeman to discover how to be successful in your current job or move into a new one. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Everybody has the key to a good story. Business is made up of some of the best. Starting a business from the ground up. Acquisitions. Reinventing business and personal lives. Stories of fraud. Lessons. Good stories. And not so good ones. They all come together on Business Disrupted with Ted Gavin. 
we'll learn what lives behind the scenes of some of the most interesting figures and companies in business. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking about um, leading teams, uh, hiring, retention in the pandemic. Um, you know, how can you find people? What kind of qualifications they need? And we're talking to, to Sandy Lore, who's the CEO of Matchcraft. And Matchcraft provides best-in-class marketing platforms that enable companies to successfully sell and manage search display and social campaigns for their advertisers. But that's not all. Matchcraft has an, a global team uh, virtually, and uh, Sandy has been leading that global team and has a lot of experience in hiring and managing globally. So, Sandy, before the before the break, we've been talking about a lot of things about you know how how to hire, how to manage, um, and uh, you know during this pandemic, what's going on. But I want to talk about post pandemic. Okay. Um, you know, let's talk post-COVID. Um, first of all, we've seen the stats that there there was not a lot of turnover. There hasn't been a lot of turnover in COVID. I mean, willing turnover from employees. Right. Um, and with the shifting attitudes about workplace loyalty, um, before the COVID, we, we experienced a lot of job switching. Now we don't. What do you think is going to happen post-COVID? Well, I think there's probably... It's not, it's not so much what I think, what I'm reading is that there's going to be a, a much higher employee turnover, that there's kind of this safety and security. And look, a lot of, there were a lot of layoffs. And so now it, it, it became uh, a time for reflection and, and people were able to say, okay, what do I really want to do? Do I want to go back to that job? Is it going to be an in-office job? And I really like the fact that I'm remote now and there's so many more opportunities. And if there's, with an increase of business, it, with this pent-up demand, is going to come increase in jobs. And that's globally. And so that is going to be a time that employees, employers have to first retain employees and second, expect that turnover and have their plan in place on where they're going to go find people. And I would just say that one of the things we try and do, it's kind of um, is recognize there's burnout and recognize uh, what has to happen to keep employees because it's much it's certainly more economical to keep your employees than it is to try and recruit and find somebody and have the cost of onboarding them. And so just things you can do to make sure that you emphasize they have the right to turn work off. 
it, burnout happens when their work-life balance is no longer intact. And that's one of the reasons that I know some people want to return back to the office is because they can leave the job and go home and there's a separation as a part as, as opposed to, well, now I work and I live in the same place and people really struggle with turning their work off. And so we've tried to do different things. We Some of this sounds kind of silly, but uh, we do this mindfulness session and we, we do, it's a meditation session and every other week our employees have the opportunity to tune in and just, it gets them away from work and it's a 30 minute session and it's very calming. I always feel like I need a nap after it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a way to do that. We had another one last week that was, I guess it was two weeks ago. It was how to exercise w- from your desk. So things you can do with a chair when even if you're on a Zoom call or anything else, that there are exercises you can do and also how to how to make nutritious snacks at home. Mm-hmm. And so things like that, we also try and highlight employees. We, we had a contest on their work from home memes, just trying to make it fun. And, you know, everybody had the cat that was that was sitting on the laptop and they had the dog that was um, interrupting the room and all those things. But it was fun to see the hilarious work environments that people submitted. It, it was just a lighthearted competition. But again, just trying to work life balance. Um, another thing we've done to retain employees, have them feel connected is what are they doing on their time off? We've we've had a problem with getting employees to take time off. We're like, please, just because... Just because we're shut down doesn't mean that you can't go live. And so they submit photos of what they've done, whether it was somebody built a new deck or remodeled a bathroom. Somebody else went hiking and and shared great pictures of that. And somebody else did volunteer work. And whatever it was, just submitting it to encourage our team to remember health and wellness. And um, we, we do a reimbursement for different gyms. And now we've extended that as a perk to... Uh, include if if you have equipment that that you needed at home because that's been a switch too is instead of going to a gym you're doing workouts at home so there's audio programs or video programs that you can subscribe to so that's all part of our health and wellness program and and that's really great and that's keeping the people engaged and looking out personal because i i i do agree i think you know sometimes the separation when you're working at home um, is very, very difficult because it is 24 hours a day, you know, the work. And as we come out of this um, pandemic, Sandy, I mean, I think this environment that you're talking about has um, had people reflect and reassess and, and kind of recalculate their priorities and um, maybe even what kind of employment they're going to be seeking in the future. Um how have you kind of adjusted to that? Do you think people are going to, you know, be seeking something different in the future than they did before? Yeah, I I think one of the things that we've tried to stress, and, and we're a small company, but millennials are really driven by social impact. And they're showing that in how they're shopping. And I, I focus a lot on millennials, and you and I have done a lot of research, um, partially because... Well, number one, because they're the largest recruiting force. They're the largest group of 
uh, of population. And so they're the largest part of our existing employees. They're the largest pool of our employees that we recruit from. And so it's important we understand what motivates them. And not only consumer purchases where they really are looking at businesses that uh, are giving back, but also from our own company, that's important too. They want to know that their work is being appreciated at a corporate level of giving back. And so one of the things we've done, again, we can't write big checks, but we have, for instance, given back from a community level wherever we could. And we we had a couple causes pre-pandemic. One was anything to do with education and mentoring and trying to develop the opportunity for technology careers at a very young age and for those that that might be first generation in a post high school setting, offering internships and working with different organizations within our communities globally that were a reach out there. So that's one and we felt like it was developing tomorrow's employees. So that that's one way. The the other cause has always been in um, hunger and helping to support our communities with food banks and we would do brown bag lunch services and all kinds of different things of just giving back. It's also a team effort and so it brought our employees together. Uh, but sharing that and and being able to give back to those organizations and stressing that when we're recruiting has been really important and and I don't want to I don't want to um I don't want to say that we use that in a way that's negative because, I mean, we, we do those things for the right reason is what I'm right. saying. But, but it's also important that socially we're promoting that as well because it, it's important to our employees that they can say, look, I work for that company and look, you know, look what, look what we did corporately to give back and that they were a part of that. And so being able to promote your brand and as an employer, you should have a plan in place and that should be on your website. It should be talked about when you're hiring and recruiting and your benefits. You should talk about it at your company meetings and sharing that and encourage your employees. We give time off to our employees to give back. And again, it doesn't cost a local business money so much that you're going to lose some productivity, but the benefit of motivating and truly giving back and there, your employees are there in your company t-shirt or baseball cap or whatever swag and an apron in your case, in my case, get yeah. really, because we <laughs> like to cook. Yeah. And, but showing that and taking pictures and then promoting that, it, it just really creates this, this sense of social give back and that's I can't emphasize that enough um something that any business can help with yeah and and I mean that that helps now and and it sounds like a lot of what you're doing with this mindfulness and these sessions together and then um you know the reaching out to the community kind of first helps with the retention right now um, and then helps show that you have social values. And I think that's what you're saying is important. These um, people in the job force, the millennials especially, want to go to companies that have social values. Okay, um, And when, when this pandemic is over and, and then this kind of boom comes where people might be itchy to change jobs, um, is there any other ways you could re- recommend to the companies out there and how they can hi- highlight themselves in, as an employer? Well, I, I think anything they're doing from 
a social aspect in terms of their Facebook pages, their Instagram pages. We've created a YouTube channel. Video would be the other area that if they don't have the expertise, they should get that. And just making sure that they're doing everything um, they can to promote what they're doing because people see that and then they're it. It helps them want to, you want to have an environment where people want to work there. The other thing is use your own employees to be your ambassadors and making sure that they are involved in recommending other people to be hired. Um, we actually have a little stipend that we give if, it, if we hire an employee that's been a referral from someone else. And so I think just getting our employees to lean in to who who else we should have on our team is extremely important um, for where we go. Is that is that kind of the yeah. looking at? Yeah, yeah. I think that's 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 what I mean. Um, you know, that's visibility is also quite important. Um, and Sandy, we're getting we're getting towards the end of um, our show, and so you know, let's just put this all in a nutshell, okay? Um, as far as leading, retaining, hiring people for the other CEOs, the managers out there, the companies out there, if you had one big piece of advice, what would it be? I think that people come first, that hiring to hire um, and not being authentically involved is not going to pay off in the long term. That we, we're a technology company. We're very proud of our technology. But anything we are doing today is likely going to be ripped off or another iteration of it will exist in the future. But our people are what make us different. And our people are the ones that come up with the innovation and the technology. So we take hiring extremely serious. And I would just encourage everyone to get involved in getting the right people because they are your company, whatever you do and making sure that you're involved in that. And I would also just say, the more, um, to me, the more you're investing in technology to help you with that, with the communication aspects, the collaboration aspects, you're going to recruit, you're going to hire, onboard, retain employees uh, much better than you, than you would if you don't get involved with that and force yourself to learn those things that can help you and embrace that technology. We talked about the e-commerce. We talked about what you need to do from a digital marketing standpoint. And that's that's here to stay. That's not pre-COVID. That's not um, post-COVID. And by the way, I, I, I don't think there is a post-COVID. COVID is here <laughs> yeah. to stay. I mean, it is. It's, it's a new yeah, thing. Yeah. We're gonna do, but we're going to deal with it. So yeah. it's, it's, it might not be pandemic, but it's here forever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, those are great words of wisdom, Sandy. Thank you so much. And, and uh, advice from Sandy Lohr, the CEO of Matchcraft. And Matchcraft provides a best-in-class marketing platform that enables companies successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns for their advertisers. And if you'd like to learn more about Matchcraft, please go to www.matchcraft.com. And Matchcraft is also on every social media channel, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And if you'd like to reach out to Sandy, um, Sandy is on LinkedIn under Sandy Lore. That's L-O-H-R. And um, a great discussion, Sandy. 
thank you so much. Okay, um, great insights. And uh, to our listeners, if you want to learn more about the Matchcraft technology, this program is also brought to you by Cinda. And under Cinda, under www.cinda.org. Under virtual, you can see a webinar. The webinar took place, excuse me, I spoke wrong before. It was on April 1st. And you can go to look at the webinar and learn more about the technology from Matchcraft. And with that, I thank everybody for listening. And you can reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And please stay safe and tune in to listen to us each week. Thank you again, Sandy, and bye. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.